queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. Well, your girls are back and we are continuing with our podcast podcast collaborations. And this time we're going across the pond to Scotland and we're happy to be joined by Sean and JP from the Pro Wrestling Journey podcast. What's up, gentlemen? Uh, it's great to be on. Thank you very much for having us. Indeed, ladies. Thank you very much. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, and yes, we are across the pond in sunny Scotland. It's currently 22 degrees where I am. Uh, which we work in centigrade here, by the way. Uh, okay. Real, real numbers. So, uh, yeah, I am. I'm actually, thankfully for you guys, you can't see it, but I am actually sat here in shorts. It's uh, what? Not a kilt? No, I I keep the kilt uh, for special occasions. And to ah. be honest, this is a special occasion. Had I known, um, I'd have had it on. But uh, now. But is it true that there's nothing underneath? I have oh, to know. There's definitely something underneath, but if you can't see <laughs> Well, I, if... I wear well, an extra long kilt if you get me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, man. Well, whenever we uh, start uh, streaming and doing YouTube videos and everything, we'll have you back on so you can uh, show off the kilts and everything. Oh, have you got a kilt, Sean? Oh, I have always got a kilt. Go and get it. Uh, we've not got time for that. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get uh, before we get into uh, like for our predictions and everything, because we do have Helen Assault coming up next week and everything, we do have a bit of a tradition here on the show. So, JP, I'm going to start with you on this. How did you get yeah. into wrestling as a fan? I am possibly the oldest person here. I am 42 years young. And, um, yeah, you I too. got into wrestling. I was a big-time Ultimate Warrior fan. Um, and it just basically it was much like it, it's had a resurgence just lately and I'm sure that the kids in school are doing it and all you guys in the backyards over there are probably doing it it's exactly the same as we did back in the day we were jumping off the desks and hitting the savage elbow and all that <laughs> jazz and I fell away from it for a while um, and obviously our podcast The Pro Wrestling Journey cheap plug um, it, it chronicles Sean's journey. Uh, he's obviously training to be a wrestler. So, um, yeah, I we sort of started speaking, realised that this is what he was doing, and I work on the road quite a bit, so I just spend hours on the phone uh, when he answers, and we just chat wrestling. So the podcast came to be, and, yeah, me, short answer, lifelong fan. Wait. I do I do go off on many tangents, by the way. It's just a thing. I'm not even going to apologise for it. I just do. 
don't worry jolly does the same thing i have to like uh like wave the hands like okay time 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 <laughs> sometimes sean what about you lifelong fan he said yeah i'm a lifelong fan as well started off attitude era um my first real memory is Rikishi getting thrown off the Hell in a Cell uh, by Undertaker. Um, I started then fondly remember the SmackDown Six, the tag teams, back the Ruthless Aggression days, um, and then I've basically followed it all the way up until today's product. And um, I've, like John was saying, now training with GPWA. It's hopefully going to be opening back up soon here. Oh, cool! Uh, but that's. Drop the names, son. Drop the names. GPWA. Um, <laughs> the head coaches there are Wolfgang from NXT UK, um, Kaylee Ray from NXT UK. You've got Jack Jester. He is an ICW legend. You've got Jackie Polo, another ICW legend, and then BT Gun. So you've got a great range of coaches, um, and it's it's been a and of course because as a fan, when you're learning it, you kind of, it changes your, I thought it would be in a bad way, but I actually respect wrestling more just from learning how to do it. it the, there's a lot more work than I, I ever realized. Hitting the ropes, for example, you think that looks easy. Well, I did anyway. Ah, hitting the ropes, that's a piece of piss. Nah, it feels like, it, I can tell you right now, hitting the ropes for me felt like absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> No. You build a callus to it, so you do. So it's break out the violins. It starts to feel better. JP couldn't take a bump. If he took a bump, he'd end up in a coma over here. So he <laughs> likes. It's not wrestling in case everybody. The just... commentator, by the way, he is the Jerry Lawler because he just talks shit, but he can't back it up. Oh, <laughs> you you are lucky. There is three hundred miles between us, so you'd be getting backdropped right out of the ring. All right, boys, 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 boys. <laughs> Sorry about that. We're all the way in. We're all the way U.S. We can't settle a family dispute right now. <laughs> Ladies, you're both pretty. Calm down. <laughs> all right. Well, actually, there was was one more thing we needed to get to before the predictions because usually I don't like I don't like settle on topics and questions and everything until like later in the week. But Tuesday morning, we have a group text between the three of us and Jolie. She texts me on Tuesday morning saying, Kat, first thing, we have to talk about this. And that was the thing that uh, Twitter was like kind of 50-50 about. The ending segment on Raw, Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler, a little freaky-ish there and everything. But uh, Jolie, you wanted to talk about it first, so go ahead, Mama. All right. Well, the main thing that pissed me off is that I remembered The Fiend doing similar shit and the entire wrestling community loved it. Yeah, you had the few people that were like, eh, but I love the mysticism and I'm sorry that Shayna was finally good. She has not been acting very well these past couple months, especially with Naya. Like I have not liked her teaming up with Naya at all. I think, you know, that hindered her more than helped her career. Um, I would have preferred them to actually have them feud because that's something that I want to see. Plus maybe a, a stray right hand to Naya's nose as payback for Becky, you know. <laughs> stay on topic, stay on topic. But no, like, Shayna actually had personality. You saw her, her fear and every... It was, I think it was just some of the 
best storytelling that they have told for the women's division on Raw in a long time, to be perfectly honest. And if what I remember correctly, like the last time like Asuka faced Alexa Bliss in the ring, she has gotten a little bit more vicious. All right. Every, every time the Fiend faced somebody, it changed them. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like, you know, if this, if this is what they're going to do, like the fact that it was automatically getting hate and people were not going to give it the chance to work itself out and play out like a normal storyline. Like, a, this, I mean, we, we all know it. WWE is sports entertainment. It's a TV show with a script, with writers, with predictions. And all, it's all that stuff. So if you're watching your favorite TV show, you're not going to be like, well, I fucking hate this. Well, yeah, you fucking hate it, but you know you're going to want to watch it play out. Mm-hmm. And the fact that nobody was giving it a fucking chance was pissing me off because I remember Undertaker did the same exact shit. Fiend did the same exact shit. And if the Undertaker shit was going on when there's Twitter, he would have been canceled so fucking hard the minute he crucified Stephanie McMahon. Like he, he would have been crucified and canceled on Twitter, hands down, without a doubt. But, you know, they draw the line at a creepy doll named Lily. I missed the segment, by the way. Somebody catch me up. You missed the, you missed the Shayna Baszler segment. Uh, All right. Well, for me, I did catch it. And like you're saying, you have to let these things play out. Um, we recently spoke with someone and they just, they said to us, when Kane and Undertaker were doing their stuff, we all loved that. So what's to say that the this generation... The Fiend and Alexa Bliss, that could be the, the Kane and Undertaker of this generation. Um, and so what, You have to let things like that play out. And the one thing I, that I didn't like about the Shayna Baszler part is they haven't long built up Shayna Baszler and I as a tag team. And I think that the women's tag team division, they don't have enough tag teams. So I think, I honestly, I'd prefer Shayna to be the Queen of Spades, like she was in NXT. And I think that's what we're going to get to. And Alexa, she has been changing because um, Asuka, she has picked up. Um, and I think that could happen again. You could maybe get a more aggressive side out of Shayna Baszler after this feud with Alexa Bliss. I mean, and even look at Nikki Cross. I mean, yeah, they had that, that falling up, but like, and she has literally gotten a lot more screen time race lately, which I've absolutely loved. But like, you know, she's also kind of got a little bit more vicious and creative and mischievous in the ring, yeah. you know, since that whole feud with, with her. So it's like, yeah, that might not actually be tied into it, but it's something to, to consider. And like you said, like, you know, we love Kane and Undertaker. We love the, the boogeyman of all people. Yeah. He was, that was creepy. my niece. That was my niece's favorite. He was creepy as fuck. I mean, I, but like, you know, you fucking loved it. Papa Shango. Oh, yeah. You know, you love the mysticism. And it's like, even you, you even have to look at AEW's Dark Order and the Butcher and the Bunny and all them. They have dark mysticism about them. They let it play out. They don't get you know crucified. But the minute you know something weird and different happens to somebody that's like not a believer, like as a skeptic, especially somebody like Shayna Baszler, you know, again, I feel the same way you do, like Sean. I, I feel that he, he this is going to be a way to bring out the Queen of Spades again, like bring back that viciousness that she had. And I'm actually kind of all for it because again. 
like I said, like, yes, the tag team, women's tag team division is kind of in shambles. And congrats yeah. to Liv Morgan for finally getting a fucking win in seven months, a singles win in seven months. You know, I'm, I'm so happy she finally beat Carmella. But it's like, you know, the women's, ever since getting rid of Ruby, like that completely shattered the women's division. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, all right, who, who, I know they're going to call up a couple women. So I'm kind of hoping maybe they pull up a tag team or two. But yeah. we'll, we'll have to see. What about Kaylee Ray? Yeah, uh, hopefully they when she when she lost in that amazing match with Nico. I mean, the first thing I thought was I've not seen yet. By the way, I'm not really up to speed here at all. Oh no! <laughs> Oops, I'm I sorry. Knew, I knew that, I knew that she'd lost the title. Okay, okay, okay. No, I've it was just a, I've not I, seen I, I only saw I only saw clips of it because um, I'm getting. Uh, things in order at my house to go away for a little bit so i i was busy as hell on thursday but like i saw everything on twitter and i the the absolute respect that those two women have for each other in the ring is just beautiful i mean and i feel like once it once she comes over to the states i don't want her going to nxt i want her to actually go right up to the main roster and either go after bianca or go after Rhea because of the fact that both of them would have excellent chemistry with Kaylee Ray. I, I just feel, and so it's like, I can't wait for that. But it's like, you know, if you bring her over, like who could she possibly team with? I mean, I could finally like maybe see her maybe pulling Nikki into the dark side with her, like, you know, becoming a, like, you know, vicious tag team. I think that would be cool. Like the Scottish sisters fighting people, uh, you know, uh, we're all for so, that. So, you know, I would, hell, I would take a stable with Nikki, Kaylee and Drew, like starting like a, a stable, that would be fucking awesome. Like oh. we need, we need more stables. I, I feel like that's one thing that has been lacking. I know yeah. we've gotten a little bit off topic, but like that's one thing that has been completely lacking. What well, I do? <laughs> Did anybody catch AEW this week? By the way, I think I could be my new favorite wrestler. Who? Jungle Boy. Oh yeah, I really I hope. I really hope he tells. I really hope he takes the title off Omega because with Omega yeah. dealing with injuries, but that's going to be a top. That's that's going to be a whole discussion for another day, especially since Jolie doesn't like Omega. Yeah. He is an overrated piece of shit, um, who makes fun of all the gimmicky shit that WWE does. But there's video of him putting his head or somebody putting his head next to their penis in a Japanese match. But I digress. Um, I can't wait for Sammy Cahill to beat the ever-loving fuck out of him since he beat Moose. Yeah. So, and Cahill just completely leveled him. Right. So, like, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for all of the elite to lose their titles, to be perfectly honest. Like, I, that is, like, my maybe my second biggest gripe about that is the fact that, you know, the first TNT champion was Cody. Omega is the uh, heavyweight champion, and now you've got the Bucks, and I don't, the Bucks are two of the most overrated tag teams. Uh, I'm, no, I'm not tuned into them at all. Like They just, they don't do it for me. It's like, I mean, I would love to see the Bucks versus the Usos and the Usos just completely leveling them mm-hmm. because I feel that when it comes to skill, the Usos are here and the Bucks are here. Yeah. So, I mean. I'm going to start on the Usos. I'm not loving this whole head of the table thing. All right. Well, yeah, it, it, that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, we're going to have to do a part two of this show because it's like, you, it's like we like one topic that we can get into, one topic we can get into, another topic we can get into. It's just like one thing after another after another. Caleb, 
let me get you in on this and everything. The Shane and Alexa thing from Monday. What did you think about all that? I actually kind of liked it. Um, I knew when Shayna stepped on Lily, I just, I knew something was going to happen. And the whole point we had the lights flickering, the fire. And then when she went into the dark room, you know, you could like Julie said, you could see her fear, you know, and it was just like, um, and she looked at the mirror and see Lily behind her, but you know, but she wasn't there. Then she broke the mirror and Lily's still there. And then it just goes out. Um, I honestly really hope that this is the way of bringing out the true queen of spades because believe it or not I missed what she was in NXT she was on top she was you know dominant and the fact I am happy that she did come to the main roster became tag team champions another um, history making moment for her career but I felt like she was hiding behind she was behind Nia because every time they came out they played Nia's theme music you didn't hear Shayna's music you heard mm-hmm. Nia's right. and then like on Monday Night Raw when I heard Shayna's music I said I've missed that music that's the music I want yeah so um and being a fan of both I'm really excited to see where this is going um anything possible could happen with this so uh um I will admit I never was a fan of the fiend you know like until lately they grew on me and it's like Jolie even said on this one, it's got your interest. You may not like it, but, you know, it's like a season finale. They live with a cliffhanger. You got to see it on the next episode. Like, what's happening? Is she going to, you know, come out as someone different? Is she going to, you know, do this or that? So, yeah, it's entertainment. You got my interest. So I'm pretty excited to see where two of my ne- uh, favorites are going to go next with this. Speaking of season finales, did anybody read that one or hear that one thing that they're saying that they're actually teeing SummerSlam up to be like the kickstart of everything? Mm-hmm. No. Uh-huh. Okay, so before I got kicked off my other Twitter account, again, um, there was an uh, article floating that they were um, going to be like kicked, like with Money in the Bank, it was going to lead up to SummerSlam being bigger than WrestleMania. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, but they said it was going to be like, even though um, uh, the WrestleMania, the Raw after WrestleMania is basically the season premiere, Mm -hmm. they're now saying that they're going to focus on making the season premiere after SummerSlam to, since live shows are coming back, wrestlers are coming back. Right. um, And all this uh, good stuff is is happening. So, and it's, it's just, they're, they're thinking, all right, well, we kind of whiffed on Raw after WrestleMania, but again, they went back inside. They didn't have a crowd. Yeah. And now they're bringing the crowds back safely and properly, which, you know, we're all happy and grateful for. And I feel like, you know, if they're going to do that this way, I think that the, the cliffhanger needs to start at money in the bank. Yeah. I mean, right. Hell in the Cell, Hell in the Cell is going to lead up to Money in the Bank. So, like, so you could consider Hell in the Cell the mid-season finale. Okay. <laughs> and then you have Money in the Bank as the finale. And then everything leading up, like, you know, to the premiere of SummerSlam. And, like, if, the, if I was in charge of WWE, that's how I would do it. Like, I would make sure that SummerSlam literally was the biggest thing of the summer. I would somehow bring The Rock in, Roman... um, maybe have a face off with him and Roman 
setting up for maybe WrestleMania 38 in Dallas. Bring back Cena because you know he brings eyes. Leave Hogan home. Fuck him. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sick of Hogan. And you saw how uncomfortable Titus was during all of yep. those skits. Like, little, I felt so bad for Titus O'Neil. Um, and somehow bring Paige back into this. I, I, she's, in, she's under contract. You know, you think of all, any of the people that they would have let go, they would have let her go. Mm-hmm. But she's just. I didn't realize she was under contract, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. she yeah she's like she's still under contract. Yeah, so somehow it's like I uh, it's like she really hasn't been doing anything, but it's just like yeah, she's still under contract. Well, I mean, she does still stream on her page, even though she was banned from Twitch for like a couple weeks of something that happened. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, but she she's back. Um. And it's been interesting that you know, I Tommy end has taken over Thea's stream I'm not putting out anything but I have a feeling that maybe somebody's going to be making a re-debut or a debut to a new company soon okay we'll have to keep an eye on that one uh P.S. real quick uh before we finally get into these predictions Twitter can you give Jolie her uh Twitter page back please yeah I wasn't even talking about the person that I commented on apparently you can't call somebody a stupid bitch on Twitter they get upset from you, Julie, truly no. <laughs> I know. I mean, I understood my last ban because I did say I was going to curb stomp them. Mm-hmm. But that was after they threatened to kill somebody else. So I was actually doing it in defense. But this was just me going against a stupid politician who apparently calls us snowflakes, but is one of the biggest fucking snowflakes if they fucking reported me for that shit. We don't know, but hopefully, hopefully she can hopefully she can get that one I'm, I'm still i'm still appealing i'm still appealing okay all right well that's good all right so we talked about it long enough hell in a cell predictions as of right now there's only four matches but of course like with hell in a cell it's always like a mm. truncated schedule anyway so the first match and it's funny that we should have you two on from scotland so i'm gonna go ahead and start with uh, your fellow countrymen uh, Drew McIntyre, his last chance at the WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley inside the cell. JP, does your boy get it done? You, you're seriously asking me this? You're, you're asking me to make a prediction for this match? <laughs> yes, he gets it done, and he gets it done in convincing style. Uh, in the words of Big E, you're going to have two big meaty men slapping meat, and they're going to slap it hard, as they always do, these pair. Um, I'm by the way, uh, did the heart business no split up because Bobby Lashley said that he didn't want, didn't need anybody's help, and yet the whole non-interference thing was derived from MVP getting ready to interfere with the cane. Exactly. I kind of think yeah, that that doesn't sit very well with me, but um, it's a hell in a cell match, so it's going to be Bobby and McIntyre, and that's it. And I think my boy kicks him around the cage. Slaps a taste out of his mouth, kicks the lips off his face, just the usual. Yeah, and it's like uh, he another needs... day out of the town center, really. Yeah, it's like he needs a redemption. Yeah, it's like he can't lose two in a row and everything. So, yeah. Sh- Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I'm probably being biased, but I think Drew is going to be taking the win. Um, when I look at it from like a a creative standpoint, who I don't see any other like. Baby faces that are ready to step up for Lashley. So 
I think Drew needs to take that. And then I think there's probably some more heels that could challenge for the title. Um, they're building up Jinder Mahal, for instance. I don't think I've seen he's coming back in. I can see them, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Uh, that's just off the top of my head. But um, I don't can see enough Drew baby McIntyre faces. out of the title scene? Well, if... The only other thing that would maybe... The F's, man. I have spoken. You cannot take McIntyre out of the title scene. Well, I've already said it on the Pro Wrestling Journey podcast, so I'll say it here as well. Eventually, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, they are going to have to go head-to-head. And I think Roman Reigns, he's not going to be dropping the Universal Championship. So I think Drew McIntyre, eventually, he'll be headed to SmackDown. And they two are going to be Survivor Series last year. Roman Reigns, he screwed over Drew McIntyre. And that's just that was just part of the story. And they've had a long history, and I think it's going to continue. So Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar as a possibility for SummerSlam. If that's the case, Bobby Lashley would need to win this match. And so now I'm thinking it's, it's maybe... I'm thinking been rumored too much to I'm know thinking happen. Bobby Lashley and Drew, um, Brock Lesnar for SummerSlam and Roman Reigns. Drew McIntyre for SummerSlam as well, possibly. Okay. A couple different angles with that. All right. I can see it. All right. Kayla? Oh, Lord. Um, one thing I hate about prediction is, is you think, like, what could the logical prediction be? What's in WWE's mind? What are these people thinking about? Um, it can go either way um, on this, um, depending how well they want to end Lashley's feud i mean not his feud his uh reign um how well do they want to you know put drew back at the bottom of the totem pole since this is his last chance um but i just hope bobby lashley's face is made of something that's not breakable because i see a good claymore kick into the face um i'm just going to go out on a limb uh the scottish warrior he drew McIntyre. He's he's gonna get his chance. I think he's gonna become a three-time WWE champion. All right, Jessa. All right, so I'm the oddball. I'm actually rooting for uh, Bobby Lashley to win, only because I have a feeling that. Pick up stuff for leaving. There's a reason. There's a reason. Wait till I'm done. So they've already announced the draft, and I have a feeling that your prediction is that we're gonna get Drew versus Roman. But I feel that. Drew is going to get drafted to SmackDown and those two put on a banger of a match at WrestleMania 35. And I would love to see more, especially with heel Roman and face Drew, which is complete flip-flop. Um, is it inside the cage or they haven't announced yet? No, it, it's in the cage. Okay. That so was, that was, that was Drew's stipulation. All right. So, I mean, it's going to, I, I feel that Drew will win, but it's going to be some wonky way where, uh, Lashley retains the title like somehow somebody gets involved um, the door gets ripped off by a, a beast incarnate oh. mm-hmm. and sets up for SummerSlam between Bobby Lashley and um, Brock Lesnar which is something that I've been wanting ever since Bobby Lashley won the title because don't get me wrong I love Drew McIntyre when he faced Roman Reigns at Wrestlemania 35 and I said I went to him and I got my picture with him I said look I know you're the heel but I want you know I want you to win because I've been a fan of yours for the longest time 
Like I even said that to him and he, he was like so appreciative of it because it's like, you know, this was Roman's big match back after leukemia. But mm-hmm. it's like, I, I'm like, I was torn, but I really wanted Drew to win because Drew deserved his WrestleMania moment. And he got it the following year without a crowd though. So it was kind of, you yeah. know, uh, sucking balls there for a while. And, explain a bit but yeah, no. So I, I have a feeling that like, I mean, as much as I would love Drew to get the title back, I definitely think that Bobby Lashley is going to retain and it is going to set up for uh, Lesnar versus Lashley, which is again, something if WWE was smart would, would do because that will bring eyes back to the company. That is something that has been wanted by fans since God knows how long. And I mean, they kind of teased it, you know, calling Bailey Brock Lesnar on Friday night Smackdown. That didn't help. That was, that was (laughs) funny as hell. And they, Ah! They secretly put him back onto the main roster. So, again, there's little signs there. Um, and as for the baby face that could face uh, Lashley, I have the perfect one. And these girls already know who I'm going to say. Who would that be? Keith Lee. Keith Lee, I would love to see that. that would be- I want my boy back. Where is Keith Lee? I want my Texas brother back. I hope I hope he's well. I hope he's getting his stuff taken care of and everything. But I want him back safe, yeah. safe, sound, and good spirits. All right. Um, okay, should we do we even need to talk about the other Hell in a Cell match? Because it's a squash match. It's a Everybody squash knows match. that Roman's gonna win, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay, okay. So I I should I skip it overall? Skip it? Yeah. Um, can I quickly just say one thing on it though? Because I'm not sure. Is it? I don't think for certain it's going to be Rey Mysterio. I think Roman Reigns may have put Dominic out with that power bomb. I think that's injured Dominic, and I think he's going to injure Rey Mysterio. And I think we're going to get the I Quit Hell in a Cell rematch, but this time it's uh, Jimmy Uso instead of Jay. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, and um, if that does happen, Roman Reigns is still going to retain the championship. Acknowledge okay. him. <laughs> Houston is going to acknowledge him big time with a big-ass boo. Toyota Center is going to be lit up with boos whenever his ass comes out. I, I shit you not. Definitely. He was getting booed at the Royal Rumble. Nice. Huh? Yeah. I don't- I know, but I'm saying when he was a face, he was getting booed. I can oh. only imagine. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. It's like I can that. only imagine it tripling and quadrupling in the amount of vitriol hate. And I really, really want Jimmy's shirt. I really want that shirt. I know. But, I, I, th- what? Nobody's bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then they have to make a J one that says "I'm Roman's bitch." Oh, that's just mean. <laughs> but it's the truth. Yeah, well, it's true. This whole head of the table thing and. To me, they're making the Usos look a bit thick. Um, they're making Jay Uso, Jay Uso look stupid, and I think he's a lot better than that. Um, yeah. He's multiple-time tag team champion. Um, the guy can go, and he's just being made to look like a cock. Yeah. I know. It's just like I. It, it's like I've. I haven't done sign. I've told these two. I haven't done signs with my nephew since um, he was like little and everything. But I might take a couple with me when i go to smackdown and i'm gonna say it's like it's like roman broke up the usos yeah so it's like we'll have to see i still got a few weeks on that though and queer eye for the seth guy yeah that's another story for later 
All right. So the other matches that have been announced have been the women's championship matches. So, uh, Sean, let me start with you on this one. Raw champ, Raw women's championship, Rhea versus Charlotte. Who do you got? I think Rhea Ripley needs to get the win on this one. Uh, Charlotte got the NXT championship last year at WrestleMania. I think Rhea, she's she's not had a long enough reign to say that it's a legitimate title reign. So I think she needs to beat a few top contenders and there's no one better to beat than Charlotte Flair to say that you're a fighting champion. So Rhea Ripley is going to win this one. All right. JP? Uh, I've got that as well. Uh, Rhea wins. I think Charlotte needs to earn her way back. Um, and as Forehead says there, um, Rhea Ripley needs to take some serious scalps. And who bigger than the Queen? Um, back. And I think she's going to do it. So this will be a good old-fashioned... Charlotte seems to have some kind of issue with Rhea hurling insults at her and whatnot. And Rhea's just going to come in strong, end the beef, and that'll be that. All right. I like that. Take some scalps. Uh, Are we done? (laughs) All right. Jolie, 10 seconds or less. Rhea's going to win. Rhea's going to win, and it's going to kickstart the Mad Queen even more. I feel that... Um, Charlotte has constantly been putting over Rhea. She put over Rhea and Bianca at the Royal Rumble, and you've seen her her crack even more. You see Bailey crack as well. So I, I have a feeling that we're going to get the the fractured four horsewomen in some sh- way, shape, or form. Especially with the rumors of Becky coming back soon, I just can't wait for all of that. So Rhea wins, and I want Rhea versus Becky. Okay, and Kayla. Um, make it short and sweet. Um, absolutely love both. Would not matter who came out of this match. Um, but I believe this is going to be uh Rhea's revenge from losing the NXT title to Charlotte at WrestleMania. So the nightmare Miss Rhea Ripley is going to retain the Raw Women's Championship. Okay. She's the future. So they've got a they've got a guess some big names. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely for sure. And it's just like, yeah, it's like... Did you get electrocuted there, Kayla? Or? No, my <laughs> fo- I had a bunch of papers on my phone, on my thing, and my phone slid and took everything with it, and I didn't realize it. So I was just like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> careful, girl, careful. All right, so the last one that they've announced so far, and of course, anything could happen this week. Um, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus uh, Bailey. I can't stand her laugh. <laughs> these days <sighs> it's too much it's it's too much especially when she did every, the whole uh when she popped up on all the monitors at the thunderdome and everything it was like it was, oh. a, tad, it, it was a tad creepy and with that laugh it's like <laughs> but that's just but that's just me <laughs> all right uh jolly bianca is gonna retain and just like i said previously with the charlotte Rhea match it's gonna make bailey crack even more Bailey has been one of the most consistent heels uh, for the women's division as of late. So I'm looking forward to seeing Bailey crack even more with her crazy laughter. So uh, Bianca Belair retains. All right. JP? Uh, exactly the same for me. Bailey wins. Um, a win over Bailey would firm up uh, Belair's position. Um, again, she needs to she needs to be built big. She needs to get some big names under her belt and whether you love Bailey or hate her, she's a big name uh, and she can go and uh, 
think Bellier does her in, and that obviously helps to build her further. It's not about getting the title, is it? It's about keeping it. So, amen, amen to that. And of course, it's like I know, like eventually we're gonna get uh, Sasha and Bianca part two at SummerSlam and everything. So it's just like, yeah. So she definitely needs to keep the title for that. I just want them to keep the titles on Rhea, Raquel, and Bianca until Survivor Series. And I want that three-way dance. That's it. Then they can lose them after that. <laughs> yeah, NXT needs to be added back to Survivor Series this year. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Bosho. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kay- Kayla. Um, I'm a big fan of Bailey, regardless, heel or face. Um, absolutely love her. Except for her laugh, we stated that. No. <laughs> Bailey, no, and then you and <laughs> then you and Seth on Ding Dong Hello didn't help either. I mean, seriously, <laughs> oh, don't get me started with that. But anyway, uh, no, that laugh, no. But anyway, um, as much as I love to see her, you know, make history again, um, she won't. Uh, but this is a win that Bianca Belair needs to show that she proves to be running the SmackDown Women's Division. So we're going to be watching her. Sh- and Miss Bianca Belair is going to retain her title. And Montez is going to greet her again backstage. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Otis, fuck you. Otis can go on somewhere. <laughs> Otis, grow the goddamn beard back. For real. <laughs> All right, Sean, who's your pick? Uh, I've got Bianca Belair as well. And it's just like Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, WrestleMania. They were crowned the future. These are going to be the new generation, uh, and they're going to be bringing in the future women. uh, We're going to be future women's champions coming out of NXT. They're going to be the ones that are going to be bringing them up, just like I feel like Charlotte and Bailey are bringing up Rhea and Bianca just now. So I think the EST will be getting the one, two, three on Bailey. Oh, Jesus. I actually like I actually like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So hell in the cells are always interesting. We'll just have to see what plays out. So before we let you guys go, uh, it's like where can we find your podcast and everything? Yep, I'll leave that to you, JP. You always like plugging us. He does this because he knows that I can never remember, but I have done my homework. You can catch me on Twitter and I am John O'Hare 1979. Or you can get the Pro Wrestling Journey podcast. It's at the pro underscore WJ, or just stick the Pro Wrestling Journey into your search bar. You can get it on all major platforms. And yeah, if you're speaking to anybody other than me, then don't waste your time because he's fucking useless. What's your Twitter handle, Sean? Mine's is Shug9516. We've also got a Facebook page. JP, we've got a Facebook page if you never knew. And that is the Pro Wrestling Journey. Because I'm never on it. We've also got a YouTube page that you can check us out on, JP. Where would you find us there? We've never clue, mate. I'm never on it. It's the Pro Wrestling Journey, you absolute arse bandit. (laughs) Oddly enough, pretty much anything that we do, we are across everything, and everything we do is uh, the Pro Wrestling Journey. So, were you tweeting Littlest Chicken, by the way? No. No? Well, it wasn't the fucking me, was it? Uh, It was. Oh. I was drunk yesterday. I could I, possibly have tweeted everybody. I can I, I can only imagine you two at family reunions. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many of them. them. 
There's not many of them, and there's a good reason for it. Uh, I, I actually visited him a couple of weeks ago. And that'll be the... It was a long couple of hours, like I can tell you that. You can bite your breakfast, you fat wee shit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is a this is a barrel of laughs. <laughs> oh man, oh Sean JP, thank you so much for joining us. This has been it's a blast, been a, and yeah, it's just like the best best of luck with best of luck with the podcast and everything. Thank you very much, ladies. Thank you very much for having us. It was lovely to kind of meet you all, yes, and uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing what the results are and maybe go through them as well. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'd love to come back on anytime. And thank you very much again for having us. Uh, definitely our pleasure. Well, with this month being Pride Month, I saw the advertisement for an event coming up next week, and I knew we had to get these guys on. Um, in Pacheco, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Pacheco, California, on June 20th, we have Full Queer Wrestling for Rights. We have two of the three guys responsible for this, um, bringing this awesome event together. We have Marco Rodriguez and our bud, D-Rogue, joining us today. What's up, fellas? What's going hey. on? Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> D-Rogue, um, you being so silly. We know you. We know you. You know we love you and everything. It's like, if, for those who don't know, D-Rogue was our very, the very first wrestler we ever had on the show. Was Numero one. uno. So it's like, he's a friend for life. So, um. So, bef- uh, so before we get uh, cracking on everything, uh, last time we talked, D-Rogue, it's like you were like saying that a lot of stuff in California had been shut down as far as like wrestling and everything. Um, so from what I've seen, on- so from what I'm seeing online and everything, it-, it seems like everything's pretty much opening back up slowly or is it full blown open or what are we doing? It's been opening up slowly, but I think, um, I think. This month and next month, everything's going to be completely open. That's why PWG is going to start running again. Okay. All right. All right. Awesome. And everything. And then, like, uh, Hood Slam's already up and running and stuff? Nope. Hood Slam make. I mean, I don't know when Hood Slam is making a return. You <laughs> almost left. I felt it. Ooh, we'll, we'll keep that on the down low. And uh, before we get to know Marco and everything, uh, Jolie, I think you had something you wanted to ask, D-Rogue. Yeah, are are you going to be uh, turning in your uh, wrestling boots for dancing shoes, Mister uh, Magic Mike? There, <laughs> we saw the videos. We saw the WrestleMania videos, man, from that week. You have some moves. The ladies loved you. Some of the men loved you too. Um, <laughs> listen, let me explain something about that, okay? Okay. I love. You. Shoot, I I got nothing right now. I can't even. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, it was an eventful thing, and after that exact thing that happened, you should have saw some of the lewd things that I got into my DMs um, from that show. Ooh, man, you could. Uh, it was a lot of a lot of private areas, a lot of requests. Oh, I would care not to get into from both male and female and other. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thanks, Faye Jackson. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it was it was a time of a life of his lifetime, man, and and it changed a lot of things. Uh, I think I became uh, 
a, from a good wrestler to being sexy. <laughs> I'm not sure about that last part, but that's what I was told. So whatever. Oh, <laughs> we are going to go with that. <laughs> I've read the comments. Sexy was the most tame thing that they were calling you. <laughs> that's a big fact. But 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 at least we know this one thing. It was good to be home, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, that I was telling everybody like I was like a homecoming for me because I'm from Tampa. Yeah, I remember. So, yeah, it was it was crazy. I had like probably like fifty something family members there. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, look, I told my brother, all my all my nephews, I was like, look. Y'all might want to stay home for this. He was like, why? <laughs> I said, that's a gray sweatpants battle royal. Use your imagination. He was like, okay, I got you, brother. I'll see you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it was because of that video you put on Twitter, like on the I'm Coming Home video and everything. I had that song stuck in my head for two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was stuck in my head, like on the on the plane there. That's why I did the video when I was there, because it was stuck in my head. Yeah. That <laughs> was stuck in my head. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. Exactly. I love like when you go someplace, like whether it's home or it's a place that you consider home and you've got certain songs that like just stay in your head that entire time. I, I um, love that. Yeah. Like on the way back to California, I had uh, Biggie. I'm going, going back, back to Cali. I was, I don't know. I was. I'm a music fanatic, so that stuff is always in my head. Exactly. Oh, my God. All right. So before we get into talking about the event and everything, we got to know, we got to get to know Marco a little bit because he's new to the show. We don't know who he is. And of course, we do have a little bit of traditions here on the show and everything. So, Kayla, let's you and me start commencing with grilling Marco a little bit here. All right, Marco, exactly. How did you get into wrestling as a fan? As a fan, um, that's my uh, little puppy over there barking up the storm. So as a fan, um, my my brother used to love to watch wrestling. And this is like late 80s, early 90s. And we would watch it with our dad. And my mom hated it because she thought it was violent. And we would like kill each other. And so every time it was on, every time we would, we would watch it, my mom would say, if your brother is watching wrestling, you need to tell me because he has to change the channel. And there was just one day, it was like right after WrestleMania eight, I think it was where we were watching it. And I, I started the mom and then just something clicked. And I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm not going to tell her because this is actually kind of cool. So, uh, that, that was like my introduction into wrestling. And now my brother doesn't even watch it. Doesn't pay attention to it. Nothing. And he's just like, it's so funny that you used to tattletale on me. And now you're like the, the wrestler guy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> what moment, what moment in wrestling made you want to pursue as a wrestler yourself? Oh, gosh. What moment? So I could tell you, because I started training back in 2000 with Rick Luxury. And I kind of, I took a really long break, but moments like um, Eddie Guerrero beating Brock Lesnar at the Cow Palace, watching Bailey versus Sasha Banks at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, moments like that. Um, um, 
anytime I watch Thunder Rosa wrestle, I'm I'm always just like so inspired by by these wrestlers, and um, and just moments like that. Um, going to watch wrestling live in person, I always felt like I could I need to get back into doing this. There was a local show in San Francisco I was wrestling for charity, mm-hmm. and uh, like in 2018, 2019, I would go to all the shows. They would have them like once every three months. And my friends and I, we'd like dress up in our wrestling gear and cosplay. And after one of the shows, Rick Luxury's just like pulled me aside and said, hey, you need to come in and start training. You, you already have better gear than most of the people who are wrestling here tonight. So um, he's like, it's, it's now or never, basically. Okay. And uh, I, one, I'll just say one thing, you said cosplay. And then right before we started recording, you said um, you didn't like Seth Rollins, but um, I met Dean Ambrose at a wizard con one year and I kicked myself in the face for this because it was the coolest outfit ever. There was literally, I wanted to take a picture, but every time I wanted to, he wasn't around, but there was literally a zombie shield Seth Rollins walking around that comic con. And you talk, it was awesome. The character, I mean, he had the black and the blonde and the hair. It was just awesome. And I told my friend and I said, I want to get a picture. But every time I wanted a picture, he was either with somebody else, had people standing there. But, you know, if I ever see that again, I'm like, I got to get a picture. So I kind of wanted to combine that because I thought it was like the coolest ever because I never seen something like that before. So I love that when you go to these um, cons, right? And you just see something like, you never ever thought anyone could ever do or even imagine. And here you have a zombie Seth Rollins. I think one of the coolest things I've ever seen at a con was a woman made a bell dress, but it was all Iron Man. Oh my God. Like it was beautiful. Like it flowed, it flowed like the, the, the bottom was the dress and like she had like the armor on top. And it was like one of the times where I didn't have a camera to take a picture of it. And I was just like, Oh, that sounds amazing. That was beautiful. Like, I absolutely love it. Like, it's one thing I've missed during this whole pandemic is the cosplayers yeah. and conventions. Like, I, I'm debating whether or not I want to go to New York Comic Con, but they really haven't announced anybody yet. And if I wanted to drive all the way down to Atlanta, I could probably go to Dragon Con again, but they really don't have anybody announced that I haven't already met yet. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to wait till next year unless I decide to go to a con at the end of September. But that's yeah. because of um, I really like the originals, Vampire Diaries and Legacies and like people that I didn't know that do cons are actually doing that con. So I'm like, it's Damon and Stefan Salvatore. Like, yeah, I kind of got to meet them. They're cool ass dudes in real life. So yeah. hopefully they bring their bourbon. Any kind of She-Ra cosplay. I'm all about it. I love just something about She-Ra just ever since I was a little kid. She was just like my favorite. She-Ra and Jem. I've seen a lot of decent gem ones. Didn't Xavier Woods dress up as gem one time? I think he might have. That sounds really familiar. I think he did it at Dragon Con one year. Like, he goes to Dragon Con every year they have it, so. Oh, man. No, it's like, I've never really gotten to the whole cosplay myself, too, and everything, but it's like, I learned a lot from her, so. (laughs) And then you say wrestling is, uh, it's kind of like, I, I always say that wrestling and drag they're like the same family, right? Because with drag, it is a, a transformative experience, you know, with the makeup and um, 
you know, whatever look you're putting on for whatever performance you have that day, it's a very transformative experience. You get into what you're projecting for your performance. And it's the same thing with wrestling, right? So right now you're talking to Marco, but I put my gear on um, and I psych myself up and then turn the volume up. And then that's Marco mania. Okay. Okay. I, I can definitely understand that. All right. So doesn't matter like how long you've been in the business and everything. You always had that one match that stands out the craziest one, whether it be a stipulation circumstances or anything like that. What's the craziest match you've ever had so far? Uh, I think every time I've had to wrestle big juicy, it's always been like my stipulation is don't die because he's so big. He's six foot four, 450 pounds. So that's always, uh, yeah, just Marco, whatever you do, just, um, try to make it out alive. (laughs) That's the one stipulation I would say anytime I have to wrestle big juicy. Um, (laughs) but you know, I've had like mixed tag matches. I, um, I've wrestled, um, Aaliyah Mia Sweets, Mm -hmm. which, um, always a great experience. Um, uh, the Young Lions Cup, that was a, a, a crazy, fun experience because the first round, you're in a tag team. And if your tag team wins, then the second round, you have to wrestle your tag team partner. And then who wins from that match, you go to the finals, and then it's um, uh, four people in the finals against each other, and it's an elimination. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that was kind of like a long, like, all right, let's see how this goes. <laughs> uh well one quick question i i think d rogue had some issues he had to jump off and everything but yeah. uh but um have you ever fought have you ever had a match with d rogue we have had tag matches okay and uh i was fairly new it was february 2019 uh 2020 and so we were talking over some stuff and he's like so how do you want to start the match and uh, I was like, um, you know, we can start out with some chain. And he looked at me and he was just like, I don't really chain that much. So we came up with this great spot. We go, um, we do this spot. I think I have the better of him chaining. And he um, kips up and punches me in my face. And let me tell you, he's so good. His facial expressions, everything. He popped me. It just like grazed like the front of my beard and I bumped it I sold it like oh my gosh like checking my teeth like did he knock a tooth loose or something I had people coming up to me afterwards like hey how are you doing like did that punch really hurt like oh man he really he got me good that time but you know next match he he's in for it (laughs) oh man yeah it's like it, I, I wish like sometimes we release we release these videos and everything because when you were answering questions earlier it's like his eyes were like bugging out so much yeah, and everything yeah. it's like he's crazy love that guy yeah. all right so any i mean any promotion anywhere who would your dream opponent and your dream tag team partner be oh man my dream tag team partner would be bailey <laughs> okay and we would win the tag titles on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK. We would, we would travel all over and um, 
and beat everybody. I would love that. I would love to um, meet her. My trainer um, is good friends with like good friends of Bailey. So for my birthday last year, he surprised me with like an actual video of Bailey. Like, hey, Marco, I heard it's your birthday. Just wanted to send you a quick hello. And um, oh my gosh, it was just crazy. Like everybody who knows me knows like Marco's the Bailey fan. So if you ask me, who's your top four horse women? I'm like, Bailey, 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 Bailey. (laughs) Um, My dream opponent, like of any promotion anywhere. Anywhere. mm, I would love to wrestle Finn Balor. He right now is one of my favorites. And and it would have to be like when WWE or whoever is – like doing a tour in South America and they have a stop in Lima, Peru. And like, mm-hmm. we would main event. Ooh. Yeah. Cause, like, you're, Cause you're Peruvian, right? Yes. That's like top of my goals. Like we had to make a goal list and um, everybody was like, I want to get signed by AEW. I want to get signed by WWE and new Japan. And I was just like, I want to wrestle in Lima, Peru at least once. And that's like top of my wrestling bucket list. Aww. That and wrestle on Big Gay Brunch. That those are like my two. Um, <laughs> before I stop wrestling. Aww. that I mean, that's a hell of a goal. That's like the first of any kind of like heard it as far as like not wrestling like a specific person where to wrestle them, and it's yeah. just like, oh, and just like to wrestle them in Peru and everything with you being Peruvian. That's would be oh my gosh, yeah. That that would be the match. That would, um, yeah, definitely. And then I could just like leave leave and walk away and go well it won't get any better than this (laughs) right (laughs) all right well you're gonna have to answer these questions by yourself and everything that's fine okay so um joel so let's oh he's back there he is we we thought we lost you forever d-rogue oh no people kept calling me i'm like stop calling Um, excuse my language stop freaking calling me you can say fuck. It's okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> you can't say like shit. Can we say that? You can say everything except for racist, homophobic, transphobic slurs. <laughs> well, we, right, we, we allow swearing. Don't worry. Okay. okay. Yeah. People just kept fucking calling me, so I was, you know. I fucking yeah. hate when that happens. Tell <laughs> me about assholes. it. Shit. Yeah. They, yeah. Call, they always seem to call the wrong fucking times. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right, I'm not gonna lie, Kayla. That that felt weird coming from you. <laughs> I get that a lot, so it's all good. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, it's like, uh, whenever we were having our new theme made, um, the guy asked us like about our personalities and stuff. So it's like we deemed Kayla the the silent assassin because it's like she quiet, she's quiet, she gives her opinions and everything, but if you piss her off. She goes on a tangent. <laughs> Many in group chat. Yeah, <laughs> especially in our especially in our group text uh, that we that we always have going and everything. It's like she is the silent assassin of the group. Those are the ones you have to look out for because they'll come in out of nowhere and you're just, whoa, whoa, what happened? Amen to that. <laughs> all right guys so i'm gonna turn this over to jolie so for the reason that we actually brought y'all on here today so go ahead girl all right um being lgbt myself um 
I fucking love that you guys are doing this. Yes, I used to fuck. I don't care. Um, full queer uh, wrestling for rights is amazing. I'm going to hopefully help me. Somebody puts clips online so I can watch because I can't fly out to California. Um, so what was the decision to lead you guys to put this event on? Derek, do you want to answer it first and I'll piggyback off of it? Sure. Uh, to be honest with you, this was all Marco. Marco gets a thousand percent credit for this. Um, he had an idea and he told me and Big Juicy about the idea. And uh, we are we are allies and we support anything that this man does because he's a brother. He's family to us. So um, whatever we needed to do to help him help this vision come to fruition, that's what we did. So we just decided to just do it. Stop. We didn't ask questions. We didn't ask permission. We just did it. And it's because of Marco. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, D. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what happened. We were supposed to have our pride show last year and my trainer was like, he was, um, super gung ho about it. And he goes, um, we want to have this match on the pride show. We want to have it be, I think it was going to be like the princess of pride battle Royal or something. And I was like, well, I think if we do anything like that, it should be gender non-specific. So I called right away. I called my drag mother. I was actually in Palm Springs and I called my drag mother and I was like, Hey, we need to think of a gender non-specific term for prince, princess. And so we're thinking about it. He's like, how about Prince X? Because, you know, the X is gender um, non-specific as well, right? Yeah. And so, I, 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 like, immediately I was like, that's fucking perfect. I love it. And the Pride show didn't happen. And I thought, okay, well, I love this term so much. Why don't I just make a title belt that can be one at a Pride show and at any pro wrestling show, independent pro wrestling show, that they have representation, it could be defended if the promoter wants to. So I designed the belt, I had it made, and then I went to Juicy and D-Rogue, and I was like, well, like, you know, what do you think? And they were both like, let's do it, whatever you need, let's just put a show together and go. And it was, again, like, no questions asked, it was just like, yeah, we're going to do this show, and the belt's going to be like the you know, the main focus, we'll have a tournament and it'll be one there and, you know, the, it'll be off to the races for the title belt. That's amazing. I mean, it, it's, 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 I absolutely love the fact that, you know, there's more representation of queers um, in wrestling. I mean, I, I just, being somebody that grew up and that didn't have that representation when I was a like young wrestling fan and getting bullied to not go and train because being gay, being bigger, you know, it's one thing I do regret, but getting to do this podcast actually helps with that. Yeah. But like, you know, seeing full queer, seeing multiple different pride shows, seeing, you know, even seeing Jake Atlas and like how he took over NXT's Instagram page, you know, I absolutely love that. And seeing him get that big win over LA night um, was just like, it was just amazing. And, you know, even with like, you know, even though she doesn't wrestle right now, but like Sonia as that the power 
the power daddy that she is on SmackDown and Raw. You got Sonny Kiss and Nyla Rose on AEW. Like the representation is there and I absolutely fucking love it. And, um, you know, this just, it honestly, like considering where I was 20 years ago, kind of still in the closet at home, but out at college. And, you know, I really wish I had this, this, this probably, but I had this 20 years ago. I would have probably said, fuck it. I'm going to pursue wrestling. Yeah. So I, I feel that what you guys make me feel just seeing this, even just the poster and the, the tweets and all that stuff, you know, if that makes me feel this at 40, I can only imagine how it's going to make a kid at 15, 18, 20 feel like I can do that, you know, and I absolutely just, I just love that. And like, you know, um, so can you give us any more like details, like wrestlers that might be involved, um, when the event is, what the fans should expect, you know, all that good stuff. So it's next Sunday, June 20th at, um, in Pacheco, California. Um, I'll, I'll run down some of the wrestlers. I know, um, uh, D row can run down some of them too. Um, you know, when we started, you know, conceptualizing I know they, I know they show, can't see it, but that's Merck. Yeah. He, he and Juicy were like, we have like the, the best people we could think of for the show. So why don't you, um, name drop a little. I mean, <laughs> I didn't want a name drop, but since you're going to make me, geez. <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, whatevs. Uh, who do we have? Um, we have a, man, this, this is a star-studded event. My brother uh, is going to be there, Keita Murray. Um, Keita Murray, uh, Abigail Warren. Um, who is the shade from Las Vegas, who was severely underrated. Um, Our icon queen of, of the galaxy, Mariah Moreno. Mariah Moreno is going to be there. Oh, man. I, uh, Jay Vidal is going to be there. Um, God, I can't even say her because we haven't announced her yet. No, um, no not yet. Yeah, we haven't announced her yet. No. Uh, <laughs> Jody the wrestler, well, Jody himself, that's his name now. Jody himself is going to be there. Um, Black Street Dave Turner. Yep, the Bash Bros from uh, Pacific Seattle. Northwest. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I'm super. Brittany Wonder, yeah, Brittany Wonder is going to be there. The great Bambina, love her. She's like one of my, one of my homies, love her. Yeah, it's me, Marco will be there. Um, Big Juicy. Big Juicy Abita. God, man, it's we uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna turn a lot of heads with this show. I'm so excited for it. Cause uh, we got somebody to represent every spectrum. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm so excited for it. Because like she said, representation matters. Yeah. And you know, I can tell you at 30. Um, when I saw Kofi finally win the WWE title, I cried like a baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? I literally like, I, like I have tears in my eyes right now. Um, so that means a lot. So to be able to put on a show like this and have other people feel the same way because that representation does matter. It's, it's a feeling that you like, 
you can't even like put into words. You know what I mean? So I'm so excited for this. And for me, it was important to, even with the name of the show, have it be something very unapologetically um, geared towards our community and not, um, and, and have it be um, as bold as a name like Full Queer, right? Um, you know, because the word queer itself, that's something that our community has taken back and taken ownership of. And it's something that um, we're proud of now. And you can't say like 20 years ago, um, it was as powerful as a word to our community as it is now. So that's something even from the name alone that we wanted it to be really bold and unapologetic and kind of like a love note to our community, just with the name alone. I think your name is what actually like, you know, pulled me towards like when I was looking at all the different pride shows that they were going to have. But like this one, just because of the fact that, you know, I used to, I'm like I said, I used to call myself gay, lesbian, but like now I'm like, no, I'm fucking queer. Fuck you. I'm queer. Yeah. I'm unapologetic. I'm not apologizing for it anymore. This yeah. is who I am. And if you don't like me, there's the fucking door. Get the hell. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't have to be in my life. I mean, but I love the fact, like you said, we've taken back the word queer. We've taken back the word gay. We've taken back, I mean, like, you know, what, the bigger, like, uh, when you had Big Boo on Orange is the New Black, we took back the word dyke from because of her. Like, we, we've, we've taken back our words. We've taken back what they used as slurs and said, no, you guys can do that. But you know what? No, this is our words. This is our power. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. And, you know, again, with a name like Full Queer, you know exactly that you're not coming to a regular pro wrestling show at Pacheco Square Garden. It's going to be exactly what the name says. It's going to be <laughs> full spectrum. We even have drag performers that are going to perform during intermission. Um, oh, we didn't even t- we didn't announce that. What are you doing? Well, if he got- Spoiler well, alert. I'm well, not going to tell you the names, but they're local, um, in my opinion, local celebrities from the, the drag community in the Bay Area. So that's something that, you know, when I was working in the Castro, it was something that I, um, I was able to meet a, a wide variety of drag performers. So for me to like reach out, hey, we're running this show, would you be able to perform? So we dropped this. No, it's you like we dropped that. we dropped this episode like Tuesday afternoon, so you got till then to announce it. Well, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Y'all have the exclusive. You'll have yeah, the exclusive, exclusive spoiler rights. And I miss the, a good drag show, though, man. I love also, drag shows. And also, one of the best things about this is that you even said it on your uh, promo, like the promo poster and everything. Fifty percent of all the proceeds are going to Oaklash uh, yeah. to help the LGBTQ um, arts community. Yes. That's, that is- again, something that when we were doing this show was something that I was very adamant about um, because, you know, uh, I, I always want to, I, I, I approach everything with, I want to leave it in a better place than when I first got there. So, um, you know, trying to give back to our community is something that I'm very passionate about. So that was like when we did the show, I was like, okay, uh, I would like to raise money for a local nonprofit and local LGBTQ plus nonprofit. Yeah. So that was awesome. one of the, uh, yeah. And, um, 
and I know I, I, I know y'all haven't actually announced this yet and everything. And if we need to edit this part out, then just let us know and everything. But um, we're very, very happy and honored and proud to be one of y'all sponsors for this event. Oh, we yeah. are very proud and honored and happy that you are one of our sponsors. That was another thing too, where um, we were just kind of like, you know, one of our group calls, we were just like, well, you know, what do you think if we um, try to get a few sponsors for the show? And, you know, the response that we've had is just, it's just reassure, reaffirming and um, really just shows that uh, people are really wanting a show like this. They're really passionate about it, just like we are. So that to me, that's just, you know, the love being spread around. Oh. Jolly, got anything else you want to add? No, I'm, actually, I'm just, it's been a long time coming for uh, the gay community, the queer community, for all of us to have representation. I mean, I'm, I'm with D-Rogue. I, I was actually torn at WrestleMania. I was happy that Kofi won, but I was also afraid that they weren't going to give us the three championships such in hands. So like, I was like upset that Becky wasn't going to win that night. But like when I rewatched it, I was in tears when, when Kofi won. Cause, well, no, I'm a, I've been Kofi fan for, since he had that Jamaican accent, yeah, you know, and Becky has always been a big part of my life and she's a very big ally for the community. Um, yeah. Uh, and you know, you got, I mean, yeah, fuck Seth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you know, just, you know, even this year with Bianca winning, I cried for Bianca. That was amazing. Yeah. You know, the representation needs to be there. And it's like, you know, everything just this is just it's it's been like like i said 20 this was 20 years ago and this show is being put on i might be in a different situation than i am right now and so it's like i'm glad that you're doing this for somebody that's 20 years old or 18 years old like me back then and maybe i always had this feeling that like if i can just help one person then what i'm doing is the only thing that matters Absolutely. So I was selling I was selling buttons during intermission a few shows ago. It was maybe like two shows ago, and I had a guy uh, come up to me. He was maybe in his like early twenties, maybe, and he's like, looks at my button. He's like, uh, you know, I'm just so happy um, to see like an openly gay wrestler at a rest at a local wrestling show. He's like, I've never seen this before, and like he wanted to buy one of my buttons and I was like, Hey, just don't tell anybody, but just here, just uh, take it, but just make sure that you like put it on like your jacket or backpack or something. So people could see it. And he's like, Oh, I will. I will. So that was like a cool moment. Like, wow. Like, you know, me just wearing uh, one of my um, LGBTQ pro wrestling shirts. The guy walked up to me. He felt a, a comfort level and was just like really happy to see me at a wrestling show yeah and it's like just for the record even though his win got uh spoiled and everything i cried like a baby when keith lee won the double titles because he because it's like during 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 the celebration and everything he said this is for texas and i was like going that's that from that moment on i started calling him my texas brother (sighs) kaylee you want to add anything else good 
Of course she doesn't. Of course she doesn't. <laughs> no, I'm just taking it all in. But um, I'll go, okay, fine. I will say, um, obviously, you know, it is a good idea because, like, you know, Julie stated, um, you know, she didn't have this growing up and the fact that it's, it's here now. So, um, and I'm going to look forward to actually, you know, hopefully see something online about it and see how well it goes. So, yeah, it's I fun. am talking with like our, our tech person that we have at East Bay Pro Wrestling. Um, and just seeing that if maybe we could just Facebook live stream it from our full queer Facebook page. So that's something that we just have to figure out, like, the spot for it and just, you know, hope that it, Let it goes go. the whole way through. Okay. So yeah, that'd that be, be that'd be awesome. To talk, yeah, that'd be awesome to talk, get it streaming somehow and everything. Yeah. So that'd be fantastic. Oh, speaking of East, East Pro Pay, East Bay Pro Wrestling, Dero, congratulations on the title, man. Oh, yeah, thanks. I did win that. <laughs> I got, yeah. I'm kind of like the champ there. I forgot. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys again for coming on. We definitely appreciate it. Um, give our love, give our love to Juicy. We would have loved to meet him, but we'll try to catch him on another time. One of you um, but uh, good luck with the event. Thank you. Huh? But thank Juicy you. sleep like we'll a Juicy sleeps like a log. The event too. Oh uh, no, de- no, definitely. Just yeah, it's just like just best best of luck with the event. We cannot wait to see like pictures and videos and how everything turns out with it. And before I jump off, uh, before we jump off from this and everything, um, just sending a reminder to everybody: pinned tweet on our Twitter page, QT Bow Down. Uh, we have our new merch with our Pride uh, Pride uh, logo on there. Um, any proceeds in the month of June will go towards the Trevor Project. So definitely check that out. So that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. Thank you.